One of Keith Kachuk's favorite sayings is, let's talk some hockey, eh? And it's a throwback. It goes back to sports radio when Larry Plo would come on the show back in the old 590 morning grind days. And Larry Plo liked to keep it close to the vest. He's not going to goof around or do any of the potty talk or whatever it was we were doing at the time. And whenever the topics would get a little uncomfortable, he'd say, okay, okay, let's talk hockey, eh? Talk hockey. So for years, Keith has been saying that to me. He'll text me and say, talk hockey, eh? And that's what we're doing today. Big Walt, Keith Kachuk, former all-star forward for the St. Louis Blues. And the topic today, including the trade deadline, because twice in his career, Keith Kachuk was traded. And that first time in 2001, 20 years ago, a huge deal for the St. Louis Blues, sending Michael Hounsous, Ladislav Nagy, Jeff Tafe, I think a first-round pick, so Phoenix got the boatload there of players and picks, but the Blues got a centerpiece, a missing piece really for what they wanted for their playoff run. That's the story of Keith coming to St. Louis, and it was a different era. They didn't have the no-trade clauses. They didn't have the uh, ability to block deals. I, I'm just shocked because I, I always thought, you know, Kachuk had been with that franchise from Winnipeg to Phoenix for 10 years. I just sort of assumed that he knew he was getting traded and where he was going, but he didn't. It's pretty remarkable. And then six years later, the Blues ship him to Atlanta, and at that time, he had the ability to say no, but he agreed to it, in part because he said he knew it would help the Blues, and I think at that time, we all just sort of assumed it was a prearranged deal. He goes to Atlanta, plays a month or two, maybe they make a playoff run, and then he gets to come back to the Blues that summer when he's an unrestricted free agent, which is what ended up happening. And I just always believed that that was sort of either spoken or a handshake deal with the Blues. Like, I'll, I'll make this deadline deal for you guys, and then you bring me back. But Big Walt, first time I've really talked about that with him, says wasn't the case at all. But the night before that deal, he was having a last supper with teammates. They knew they were getting traded, drinking beers in Chicago the night before a game. Uh, fun hockey stories with Keith Kachuk. We're also going to the Avalanche being the NHL's best team. Our conversations with Big Walt are presented by Appliance Discounters. At Appliance Discounters, we're well aware of all the cannots that the other appliance guys are telling you when you're in need of an appliance and you need it right away. Well, Appliance Discounters, they want to make your life easier, offering a full in-stock, 40,000 square foot warehouse full of GE appliances. Times are difficult enough. Why wait two to three months for your appliance when you can get it in just a couple of days. Lowest price, GE rebates, great service, and in stock only at Appliance Discounters. You can shop any of the showrooms or online at theappliancediscounters.com. As always, our savings are your savings. Also, Marie DeVilla Senior Living, located at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. You've got the villas, assisted living, entire campus there, all types of living. Whatever level of care you're looking for, they have it. And you can take a tour, virtual tour, mariedevilla.com, premium senior living at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Check out the beautiful campus online or simply drive by and you'll get a feel for exactly what I'm talking about. And Triad Bank, the St. Louis based bank, my favorite nugget since 2005, based right here. Yes, five star rated bank, but based here means if you're a business owner, want to do a little more business, make sure you're talking to the folks at Triad Bank. Go on the web, triadbanking.com, or stop by and see them. It's block west of Lindbergh in Frontenac on Clayton Road. Jim Regna, the CEO, he's a St. Louis guy. 
North County guy. Went to Rosary, then Umsil, got in the banking business, and he's assembled a great team over there. Triad Bank. Stop by and see him. We appreciate all of our great sponsors. Make sure you subscribe. That way you can get all of the Killcoin conversations delivered directly to you, including Hanging with Big Walt, Martin and Marlowe, and, uh, of course, all the segments also available at scoopswithdannymac.com. Let's talk a little hockey with Keith Kachuk. First of all, I imagine you were up watching Calgary play at the Leafs. I'm assuming you stood and watched that game. Yeah, I mean, it was in Toronto, so it's Eastern time zone, so it was an hour earlier here. So it's great. It's easy. I, I, the, game, the game's out in Calgary. The, those are tough. Well, I know. You're getting older. I thought maybe staying up even for a Toronto game was pushing. <laughs> no, I think we can manage that one. That's, uh, that's a fun play. I know that it's not the old guard anymore, but even as NHL players have played all over, did you like going up and playing in Toronto or Montreal, those, you know, heralded <laughs> NHL cities? You know, I was fortunate enough to play in both, you know, the Boston Garden and the new the new um, Garden in Boston, the same with the Maple Leaf Gardens and the new whatever it's called now, um, and Montreal Forum, Buffalo. So I got a ch- Chicago Stadium, so I got a chance to play in all those places and then there are new buildings and um, a lot of character in those old buildings I loved it you know you felt like everything was right on top of you especially in Chicago that was a very very intimidating place to play so you talked to Matthew like coming off the ice or no last night no no uh once I try to keep give him a breather because the last thing you want to do is say something after a game it's always good just to let it, things go, whether it's good or bad. You know, you just kind of, kind of, you know, good job. Talk tomorrow. All right, let me ask you about the trade deadline because you were traded twice midseason. But I would think let's take us back now. It's twenty years ago, from Phoenix to St. Louis, pretty heralded deal in the history of the Blues. How in tune were you at the time? Like you knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew it was coming. It was kind of like one of those things we're expecting. We just didn't know where. And back then, you didn't have the technology to read things and see on social media, like, what's happening, all the rumors. So we were expecting something. We knew something was going to happen. And, um, you know, we were fortunate that uh, St. Louis was the, the destination. I'm just so glad it happened. It's just funny how it happens. You know, you wait and you're at the rank. You're... You know it's coming. You're waiting, and finally, I remember Cliff Fletcher came down because he just took over and said we dealt you to New York um, to the St. Louis Blues, you know, for these guys or whatever. So it was, it was cool. It was cool, exciting, but you know, also sad because you're leaving a lot, a lot of good friends and a lot of good teammates. Well, I mean, do they come to you like a week ahead or a month ahead? Say, hey, we're looking to move you. Like how it, you mentioned, there's no social media, but did they have communication with you? No, because you, you're getting you 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 have nothing. You know they have all the power. Um, you know it was different when I was in St. Louis when I actually had a no movement clause or a no trade clause. I forget which one I had. No movement, I think, and that's when they have to ask you for permission. But most of the time, they kind of narrow it down to a few teams that they know they like the deal. Then they'll come to you when you have something in your contract like that to prevent. If you have nothing in your contract, they don't care. They're just going to do what's best for the team. And I get it. So they could have come to you and said, oh, by the way, you and your family, you're moving to Buffalo. You're going to yeah. Edmonton. You're going wherever. And you, but you knew, did you know something was coming? Uh, when I got traded here in St. Louis? Yeah. yeah, I knew I was going to get traded just because it was just, it was, it was at the point where I, it had to be happening and I wanted it to happen. And, you know, I just, and, you know, money wise, it had to happen. So, you know, I knew it was just a matter. We had no idea where. 
did, did Chantel have a clue? Like, do you come home? And she, was, she, was, she was sad at first, you know, because she loved it in Arizona, but didn't take her too long to realize that, you know, we're in a better spot. Who calls right away? Is that with Dallas Drake? Do you call him or he calls? Well, you? some guys, some guys were at the rink. I think Dally was there. And obviously if he wasn't there, he was one of my first calls anyway. So, um, you know, stuff like that happens. And, you know, you, you try to do as you, you try to get everything going as quickly as possible because, you know, let's say that trade deadline was at, I don't know, maybe it was at noon out or one o'clock out in Arizona time zone, whatever the hell. And, you know, you you get your gear, you, you make contact with the other team calls, you know, the coach and the GM, and they make plans, they tell you your flights tomorrow. And I had to meet the team in Minnesota on the road. So, you know, things happen quickly. You have people, some of your teammates come over, you hang out, and, and, you know, then the next day you fly out, and it's like it never happened. So you didn't even get to say, hey, here's three teams I wouldn't mind going to. Here's five yeah. teams to win. No, no, you don't have the power. When you don't have the power, you, they do what's best for them, and I, I get that. And in the Atlanta deal, you mentioned it was a different deal. I mean, I don't know how many games you ended up playing for the Thrashers, who, by the way, they went back to Winnipeg, didn't they? The Thrashers. Yeah, 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 it's weird. But, yeah, I started in Winnipeg, left for Phoenix, got St. Louis, and get traded to Atlanta, and then Atlanta goes back to Winnipeg. It's funny. Uh, but, yeah, that happened uh, where you knew the team was was trying to unload and try to get assets as much as possible for guys who were going to be unrestricted and stuff. And uh, I remember we were in Chicago. I was out for dinner, had a few beers, and, you know, I was thinking, you know, we had an afternoon game, so you had to be careful. So, you know, but the trade deadline was right around the corner. And that's before they started sitting guys out to make sure guys didn't get hurt. And um, I didn't know that Atlanta was one of the teams. And then all of a sudden I decided to go back to the hotel about 9 o'clock, then watching some TV, and then about 10, 1030. Um, uh Andy called me, Andy Murray called me actually from the hotel and he said, can I want room in, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to come up to see you. So he came up and then I, right when he said that, I knew I was traded. Um, I immediately called Chantal and I said, hey, Andy Murray's coming up to my room. So obviously I've been traded. I don't know where yet. I'll let you know when he comes. And then he came in he goes, uh, just want to let you know, um, Larry's going to be talking to you right now. He's going to call you right now, but you've been traded to Atlanta. And then and then Larry gets on the phone. And Larry and I have known each other for a long, long, long time. We're really good friends, still good friends. And he basically got on the phone because he was back in St. Louis making this deal. And he said, hey, we just traded you to Atlanta. Good luck. Uh, Donnie Waddell's calling you. Take care. And that was it. <laughs> so, good and luck. Then, and, then, and then we just, between me, Larry, and Andy, and obviously my agent out of Boston and my family, we weren't going to tell anybody because I had, and then I talked to Don Waddell that night and he just said, you know, that we'd love to have you. And I had him wave my no trade and he goes, just take the night to think about it. And Larry said that to me and, and they were getting a good deal and I didn't want to screw them. Atlanta had some good players. Um, but the next morning I woke up, I immediately called uh, Don Waddell and, you know, and said, Hey, I'll, uh, I'll accept the deal. And, we'll get it going. And I don't think anybody still knew that I was traded. I went down and basically had the pregame meal. Mike Caruso brought up the, because Jack Caruso, Mike's son was on the trip too, um, on that trip with us. And then uh, there was an afternoon game. So Mike had to go get the facts for the no trade that I had actually had to sign. And guys were in the room looking like, what the hell's going on here? And then I signed it. 
I had a flight out like an hour later and then flew to Boston. And my surprisingly, my first game was in Boston um, against the Bruins when I was with the Thrashers. So it happens quickly. And, you know, it's interesting how it works. But Andy Murray did not slide a note under your door. Wasn't that his thing? He would give players notes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crazy like that. But I was thinking about going out and having a couple of beers that night <laughs> after I got traded, but I had too much work to do. Uh, no, Andy, uh, Andy was interesting. He was very detailed and uh, he'd like to keep things under his wrap and keep the guys under control. And, you know, he was a good teacher. He really was. He just a, a bit much sometimes, but he's, he's, He's good details and structure and all that stuff. And he did a good job when he was first there. He did. I wish I wish you had a story where Larry Plow calls, okay, Walt, easy on the beers tonight. I got to make a deal. Okay, <laughs> take it easy there. Yeah, I, love the, yeah. I love the idea that if you'd known that you are getting traded, then you would say, ah, the hell with it. Well, a bunch of us went out that night, 2020, like just to have dinner together. Like we called it the Last Supper because a bunch of us were going to be getting dealt. I forget who was there and, and just, you know, we knew it was happening. It was like a, two days before the deadline or something. And then you end up coming back. I'm not going to get you in trouble and say it was prearranged, but it was all. No, I, can, I, I, can, I can tell you, honestly, not even close. No, that never happened. I swear to God and my kids, it never happened like that ever. And Larry Plo would never do that. He's just, he's by the book, you know? So and then they traded for my rights back a week before I would become an unrestricted free agent. So it all worked out. But when you left, did you think, man, I guess that's the end in St. Louis? Yeah, once you leave, you just – it is what it is. You, you know, now you're focused on the other team. And there was a battle, you know. and But you didn't think anything beyond what, you're, what you can only control is your, your next game. So I didn't really think that far ahead. Do you think players sweat it out? Like, are they – and now they can get online all day and on their phones in the locker room. Do you think they're really – a lot of players, like, are worried about it? Well, I think there are some, but a lot of guys have control of what's going to happen because it's built in their contract with no trades and stuff. Back then, you really didn't have any rights at all. Um, so back when I first came in the league, so there was a lot more movement. Now, I don't know, it's not a lot of movement. Because the control is in the player, so it's um, and the guys are comfortable where they're where they're playing. You know, some guys don't want to play in certain places. You think Doug Armstrong ha had a weird trade deadline because for about a week and a half the team's going nowhere. I mean, you lose seven in a row, you got to wonder: Are we a playoff team? And then right before the deadline to win three in a row, you think it kind of changed his opinion a little bit about where the team could be headed? Yeah, I think so. I mean, players dictate what the GM's going to do. And, and, you know, things weren't looking very good for, for a few weeks, a month. And all of a sudden you win some three, three crucial games and get some help along the way too. And now you're sitting in a position and, you know, injury to Robert Thomas probably affected it a little bit. And, but, you know, I think, you know, these guys are still guys who won a championship a few years back. So, you know, why not? It's a tough division, but if you can go in, if you can go into the playoffs hot and we can continue to do this and, and get in and, and you can have a lot of success that way. And Craig Ruby said he wanted Bennington to have some swagger again. It does seem like Bennington's better when he's kind of cocky, like that. It kind of fuels him a little bit and maybe not playing well pissed him off a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you saw what he did in that run. I mean, he has a lot of confidence and I think that's what you need in a goaltender. If you can believe in yourself and you show the guys you believe and you have that swagger and 
I think it's great. And he showed that, you know, he's, he's, he's got his, that, that form back that was a success, you know, back when we needed it the most. So hopefully this can continue and the guys can feed off that and we can continue to win some games because it's important. You need goaltending. If you don't have goaltending, you have no chance. When you're a guy like Craig Berube, you think, I mean, you've won a cup, you know, you've got their ear, but when they're losing and nothing's working, what, you just have to be yourself the whole time. Like you can't do any gimmicks or whatever, but do you think it's hard when he knows he's got a better team than losing seven in a row, but don't you think it's frustrating as hell to try and, and people say to me, what's wrong? I'm like, you think I know? I don't, the blues yeah. don't know what's wrong. Well, he's, he's a fiery guy. I mean, he played a long time in the national hockey league an emotional guy and a tough guy. So, you know, he understands and you know, it's tough. You know, you look at your roster, you lose seven games, the roster, you're like, Holy cow, what's going on here? So I'm sure he was, trying to figure out things, but, you know, he's got a, you know, he's done a good job in the past and, you know, pushing the right buttons on with the right guys. And every team goes through a little funk. They really do during the course of a year. It's just happened at the wrong time. And, you know, but he's done a good job here. He gets the best out of the players and, you know, it's all about motivating the players the right way. And I think, you know, he's done a great job of that. You think Colorado is the best team? I mean, they've got the most points right now. Do you think, Roster-wise, they're the best. Well, I mean, they're showing it. McKinnon is phenomenal. Ranton, and they got some heavy-duty firepower. They can. They're just. They play with a lot of pace, and and from the back end up to the forwards, and you know them in Vegas. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's 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 a tough division. There's no doubt about it. So it's going to be interesting. But you know, the thing with us is we have experience of winning, and and a lot of teams in the West don't. And do you think players? Let's just say, you know, you get into the playoffs, everybody will say, well, you got no shot or, or, or how the hell are you going to get past these teams? Do you think they'll feed off that or do you think it motivates them a little bit that everybody's talking about how well yeah. Yeah, the other teams are so much better? Do you think they hear that and it, it fires them up? Yeah, I think so, because you still got the Con Smythe winner in your team, Ryan O'Reilly. You got, you know, Venner, who was outstanding in the playoffs, Tarasenko, who puts up great numbers in the playoffs. So David Perron, who's had a lot of success. So I don't think it'll phase guys like that at all. Um, you know, so I, I don't think that'll be the case moving forward. I don't think that'll be the case in Colorado. They'll, you know, they'll be, you know, just as nervous as the Blues will be playing against them if that happens. I think I buried the lead. Did you tell me you're not playing golf these days? I know. I'm, I'm going to sneak out today. I haven't played since, like, last September or October. So it's going to be a little fuzzy. I'm going to get out there today and get a little couple of swings. Okay. Well, you let me know when you need a caddy, okay? Because I, I invited Big Walt to a golf tournament that he goes, oh, I don't, I'm not playing right now. I'm like, I haven't. I haven't played. I haven't played. I really haven't. It's my first day, and this will be interesting. It'll be a hack fest. Yeah, but you, what do you shoot, like 80, 75, 80? I, I, you know what, probably, old Warson, I probably shoot low 80s because it's just, I don't practice. I just get out and play as, play as quick as possible. So I'm off the course and it's been fun. What What's respectable? Like if somebody's playing with you, like let's say I shot high 90s, that's, that's only about what, an extra stroke? Oh, I can do whatever you want, man. I can blow up with the best of them. I just don't, I like playing. I don't. I'm not big on the driving range and practice facilities and stuff. I just want to go out and play enough fun with the guys. All right. Well, I'm just letting you know I'm available. I'm not saying I'm I heard you the first three times. I heard oh, you. Okay. Heard you. Okay. Because so it's not an invitation. I heard you. I just okay. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I'll, I'll be calling Spencer Koch right after this. He's a good man. He's Thank out there a lot. Good guy. You know what? When he was the GM at Fox 2, I'd go into his office. 
and he had the computer screen up and he could see whenever anybody was teeing off. Oh yeah. We have the, the T sheet. So he, I'll tell you right now, he's an incredible guy. He's a very positive, nice man. I really enjoy playing with him when I get a chance. Yeah. And he would say to me, I'd be like, Oh, I tried to get a hold of Kachuk. He, he's, uh, he's out of town. He goes, no, he's not. He's on the freaking eighth hole right now. Like, <laughs> I'm like me and Chantel are glued to this T thing. We can tell where the hell you are. Don't, don't you tell me you're at sportsman's park. You're at old Warson. <laughs> Oh, man. Mark, have a great week, uh, Director of Player Recruitment. Hey, thanks a lot, 2020. Well, I guess it sounds like I'm not getting that golf invite. <laughs> Went fishing for the invite once, twice, three times. Uh, I guess it was too obvious. You know, John Mozalek, Cardinals baseball boss, belongs there. And I mentioned to him one time, I said, hey, we should go up there. We should play some golf one time. And he said, yeah, I, I do. I, I play a lot of golf up there. Yeah, and I, yeah, it'd be great if we went up there. He said, well, yeah, do you, do you know anybody who might invite you? Right, got it, okay. guess there's a theme here. Maybe I should just call the old boss, Spencer Koch. He was the general manager at Fox 2 for 25 years. Great guy. And I guess I should wonder why he hasn't invited me either. Maybe there, there's a theme here. Nonetheless, fun to talk hockey with Keith Kachuk, Big Walt. Always a good sport on all of our different topics. And our hockey conversation is presented by... Appliance Discounters, shop any of their area showrooms or just go online at theappliancediscounters.com. They do all the price checking around town, so they make sure that they, in fact, have the lowest prices of all appliance dealers in the area. Theappliancediscounters.com. Marie DeVilla, Senior Living, the beautiful campus in West County, corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Take that virtual tour at mariedevilla.com. And Triad Bank, great sponsor of all the Killcoin segments. Get them on the web at triadbanking.com or stop by. How about a lobby where there's actually people and they're polite, happy to see you? Boy, that's something missing, a missing ingredient in the banking world these days. Triad Bank really is the neighborhood-friendly bank. Triadbanking.com, just a block west of Lindbergh on Clayton Road. I'm Martin Kilcoin. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you again soon.